Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. This is another special episode of capitalism and K-Pop. Like, I, I think you speak to, to Gen Z millennial kids nowadays, and they might say that capitalism bad, but then they would point to the BTS McMeal as an exception to that rule. We're like, look, you're, you're telling me capitalism is bad, but now I've got a way to get an authentic BTS experience. And we'd be lying here at the K-pop cast if we weren't excited by the BTS meal partner collaboration. You can even listen to the episode where we talk about how excited we were by that. But this partnership arrives at a time when McDonald's workers are fighting for a $15 minimum wage. Furthermore, the Palestinian BDS National Committee is encouraging the boycott of brands like McDonald's for allegedly supporting the Israeli government, military. It's just not, it doesn't have an A-plus scorecard, according to this organization. So joining us for this conversation on what we should be doing as responsibly consuming K-pop fans in supporting BTS and or McDonald's at this moment we've got a few special guests. So it's the future in-person interviewer of BTS and possible wife of Suga, if he's into that. <laughs> it's Virginia Mandarin Mama, Virginia Duan. What's going on, Virginia? Welcome to the show. I was totally joking for you to introduce me that way. Oh, no, I, I wasn't going to let you get away with that. No, we have to include that. <laughs> but I approve of this message. Okay. I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And then up next, we've got Julie and Kalea from the Girls With Fun podcast, a BTS podcast that I just recently <laughs> discovered. And I heard you guys talking about how you're, mm. quote unquote, loving it right now. And yeah, you, you had some interesting things to say about this BTS and McDonald's collaboration, among other collaborations in the past. So, and uh, so welcome, Julie and Kalea. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. I yeah, hope I can remember you. what I said before. <laughs> it, it was only 100% insightful, brilliant things. So, of course, nothing yes. else. And we also have the resident Guy Dragon himself. Amr. By the way, like I, I don't know if any of our listeners, fans know this, but I'm so delighted to get people like Amr and Stephanie on our podcast to like talk about like silly, superficial stuff like K-pop. Because when they're not talking about K-pop, they're out there being like quoted in the New York Times, speaking <laughs> with Kara Swisher and other things for like you know leading Google walkout, Google worker rights and stuff. So welcome, Amr. Like hopefully this is a highbrow enough topic for you to to join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a highbrow type of guy. I'm wearing pink BTS pajama pants right now. Nice. Um, Sounds pretty highbrow to me. <laughs> before, <laughs> before I was organizing at Google, I was actually a full-time organizer on the Fight for 15 from 2012 to 2015. All right. So welcome, everyone. So look, th this entire promotion cycle is it's in a gray zone that's falling in the tradition of Travis Scott and Jay Bald Baldwin. Sorry, I, I don't know pop out of outside of K-pop. And it, I, I think I, I look at this promotion, it just demonstrates the level of care McDonald's has put into this promotion. They they had seven fries in the in the in the <laughs> promotion image. Uh, they also had the numeric seven in their the Twitter handle. To show that they, you know, they, hey, they were in with the crowd. McDonald's also had a full-blown promotion schedule in the style of a K-pop promotion. We're we're supposed to see a, a CF debut later. 
So knowing all that, like, what? Hey, what's what's wrong with me enjoying BTS McThemed food and and enjoying those promotions? Like, I'm I'm for worker rights and in BTS, but but why why can't I go to McDonald's? Well, um, <laughs> there will be a uh, a walkout soon for McDonald's um, workers on the 19th, I believe. So that's coming up in a few days. Um, supporting the fight for a fifteen dollar minimum wage for mcdonald's workers so that could definitely be problematic for army who are looking forward to participating in this bts meal arm meal i don't know what you call it (laughs) army meal uh so yeah there could be some conflict there but is it possible to enjoy these things at the same time? Like, I, I think what one thing that a lot of people are pointing out that the McDonald's strike is occurring on the 19th. Um, but the actual BTS uh, partnership promotions, McMeal, everything uh, that happens later. So what, why not support it now or later um, because it happens after the strike? Yeah, I guess it depends what changes you see implemented. I'm always of the mindset that every person has to make the, their decision for themselves. So I can, you know, say, oh, you shouldn't go to McDonald's and support this meal. If if you don't like McDonald's, you shouldn't do X, Y, Z thing. But ultimately, people are going to do what they want. So you just have to decide if that's in alignment with your own personal values. Um, and if, um, if you're okay with that. I mean, I'm interested to hear what prompted you all to uh, host this episode. I think it's a super interesting conversation and I'm excited to be here for it. But it's interesting that I think um, there haven't been the same questions around other food service collaborations that BT has has done, whether with Baskin Robbins. Um, I think at one point they were doing something with Burger King. Maybe I'm misremembering. They had the Starbucks collab in Korea. So it's just interesting that I think this is the one that's getting a lot of attention. I also think it's interesting because they've had so many, let's say, luxury collaborations or like personally speaking, this is getting away from food service, so I won't go on to it for too long. But with Louis Vuitton, I'm not likely to buy a $3,000 bag, no matter how much BTS um, promotes it. So on the other hand, you know, I think McDonald's is fairly affordable, maybe for a reason, but it's a collaboration that could reach a lot of people. So I, I don't have any answers. I just have a lot of questions. And I think it's an interesting topic to consider. Yeah, I agree with Julie. Like, I'm not here to tell anyone what to do uh, and what to what is right or wrong. Um, because one, I don't know people's budgets, right? Like, I don't know if like McDonald's is the type of food that you can afford and to eat. Um, and like, because a I don't know. Do they still have their dollar menu? Right. Like they, it's a very cheaply priced food. Right. Um, so some people might not be in the position to uh, get the type of food, um, the different types of food. Right. Uh, and then also like it's, it's easy for me to like not buy it because I don't particularly eat McDonald's anyway, <laughs> you know? Uh, so like, I, I feel like <laughs> Not that I have anything against their nuggets, it's the boot shaped ones for me, but, um, but you know, like it's, I think it's just what people are comfortable with, like, um, and ultimately what, t- I don't think it makes you a good or a bad person. I think there's just lots of different, hmm. um, th- it's a nuanced thing, right? Cause you can say like, Hey, this is a 
more accessible collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not particularly like on purpose to be like against a living wage, um, right? Um, but at the same time, like, I do believe that people should have a living wage because people deserve to like live <laughs> and to <laughs> have their salaries cover, you know, basic and needs, which includes like health insurance, like something to live a decent life, right? But I think a lot of BTS fans are worried uh, because on K-pop stand Twitter, they're being first they were being dragged. Whatever BTS does, they get dragged. Right. So I think a lot of people are worried that, hey, if this isn't successful, then, oh, then they'll, BTS will get dragged. Uh, but if it is successful, they'll get dragged for being like crossing the picket line. Right. There's like a no win situation. And so in that case, I don't think we need to worry about BTS's reputation. <laughs> They're doing fine. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about BTS grabbing, getting the bag. Right. They're fine. <laughs> they, they, so ultimately, you can support BTS without going to McDonald's. But if you choose to go to McDonald's or if you need to go to McDonald's, I don't think I'm in any place to judge a person for doing so. That, that's a, I love that, uh, Virginia. That's a really good way of looking at it. I, and knowing that, like, the, it sounds like a lot of the times the answer is going to depend on who you are and what your situation is. Um, and Julie, just to answer your question earlier, the, the reason why we, we, we chose to talk about this is that it's a morally fraught <laughs> <laughs> topic um and, and certainly it's not an isolated case but it's certainly a high profile one um uh, as you rightly know there are many examples of this where this has happened in the past many other ceos that i have loved um going back to one of my favorites intel and snsd was another cf that i was, was a favorite for me and uh, you also called out uh, Orange Caramel's uh, Baskin-Robbins uh, collab promotion. Certainly not unique. But when, look, I'm just going to say it. When I think of the epitome of capitalism, I think BTS and McDonald's, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if there's something that, that, that is to be merchandised, uh, stamped, sold, commoditized, it is exactly those two things. And, and it's part of the reason why I think like the, this is such a great partnership, you know, for me from a marketing PR communication standpoint, it is so on brand, so great. But, uh, you know, I want to be responsible in, in how I spend my dollar to, to move the needle, move the arc of human history in the right direction. Uh, but Amr, I want to put you on the spot because like you haven't spoken up yet. And uh, I feel like this is really your territory. Maybe explain like what are what are some of the costs of let's say I don't know I, I it's within my means to to buy not just off the dollar menu but maybe you know full blown meals and, and combinations and whatnot Let, let's say uh, during or or after the strike what what does that mean uh, what what is the consequence of my shopping decision um, I would say eat all the BTS themed McDonald's food that you want like eat your heart out. Go in there and get the BTS McMeal or whatever, because I think that the uh, your individual purchasing decision is basically, I think, irrelevant to how much power McDonald's or BTS have as brands <clears throat> and aren't really going to move the needle either way, presently, mm -hmm. historically, um, or anything like that. I think what comes up um, for me uh, as, a, as an like labor organizer and an organizer in general is that 
it makes me think you already answered my first question, which is like, what is BTS? And I think you're right. BTS is a product. It's a product from like a very, very wealthy company that makes the company very wealthy. And so then the second question would be, so like, what is ARMY? What does it mean to be an ARMY of BTS? Mm. And for me, ARMY is like a community around a product, a product affinity mm -hmm. or product affiliation. And so if you think strictly from that perspective, like being a good army means going and buying that meal. You know what I mean? Tweeting about it on Twitter, doing everything you can. Like, you know, a lot of armies I know, like watch the YouTube videos as soon as they come out to get those numbers up, you know? And uh, all that stuff is part of being an army is like making the product successful. And so for me, that leads to the like deep question of like, okay, so if that's what being an army means and that's where we're at, then is there a way to be army that actually moves us closer to being free or being liberated from capitalism? Right. Mm. And so I think the answer to that question is like, <laughs> not really. Right. Like if you're <laughs> going to be a good army, right. And you're going to spend your time making a product successful, right? These products are built off of our exploitation, right? The exploitation of us, of the workers who work for, you know, big hit, the workers who work for McDonald's. There's really no way to like reconcile those things. Mm. And I think the trick is that like we joined the community. I joined ARMY because I like the music and because I wanted a sense of community, right? I wanted mm. to feel a belonging around other people who liked the music, around other people who kind of, um, we're into it and it makes me feel cool. You know, I know some of the dance moves like from the different songs, like, you know, DNA or whatever. <laughs> and I've been to the concert and that was like a ton of fun. And so I think it's like, we can get that kind of community outside of things like army and these product affiliations, but our culture isn't really set up for that. And so the work it would take to kind of build those types of communities outside of capitalism is really, really, really hard work. And if you want to do something that moves the needle, then we can work on doing that. But in the meantime, like, <laughs> kind of like Virginia said, there's no, there's, I'm not in a position to judge, right? And mm -hmm. especially for people who can't afford to eat, except for cheap food, then like you're, you know, there's really no option even mm -hmm. for a lot of people mm -hmm. to boycott these companies. It's so interesting that you raised that point because one of the questions I had actually um, written down for a discussion was like, how do you navigate the physical aspect of a fandom or deciding to buy or not to buy in general? Because in theory, you could be an army and I I'm not endorsing this, at least not publicly, but only watch uh, videos that others had provided. You could stream on YouTube without purchasing any merch. You could buy only fan-made merch if that was a choice you made, which like I have sourcing questions about fan-made merch as well, but that's a different issue. But just how did we get to this point where like such a big part of being an army is keeping up with the army Joneses, I guess, or like, oh, did you buy winter package? I bought winter package or did you get XYZ yeah. concert ticket? Like there is such a purchasing aspect of being part of this fandom that doesn't actually have to be there um 
And then I guess I would just say as an aside, I do find those memes that like Yoongi is an anti-capitalist is super funny because I'm like, no, that's that's definitely not true at all. <laughs> so I'll just say that for the good of the order. I'm sorry if I just broke anyone's heart, but like anytime Weaver Shop releases Preach anything, it. I'm like, I think of that meme and I'm like, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I think there have been some good moves within ARMY. Um, and, and certainly ARMY is not a monolith, so let's make that very clear. But for example, I remember seeing, um, you, you know, when people like go to K-pop idols, go to the airport and everyone just like, you know, rushes them, right? Or, or they, these poor idols have to find like really non-traditional ways to navigate an airport just to, you know, avoid being surrounded, overwhelmed, crashed. And I, I remember seeing armies be like, hey, let, let's hold link arms, clear a path, because that's the humane, responsible thing to do. So th that's an example of like demonstrating community, being in solidarity, supporting <laughs> this commercial item of worship, but doing it in a way that like minimizes like harm. And uh, so I, I wonder, like, you know, when it comes to, to this promotion, for example, are there ways that armies can minimize harm in, in their consumption? Like, if we're talking to shop, sure, go ahead. Uh, but w what's a way that they can do it uh, that they're not causing as much negative impact? And I'll, I'll give one possible solution. I look at the previous promotions from Travis Scott and, and Jay Balvin, and just reading a lot of the testimonials from McDonald's workers during those promotion cycles, it was like a shit show. Like, you know, these these places were trashed. I'll also call out Twitter user Liz C tweeted at us earlier saying, like, also look to this example of Target pulling Pokemon decks from their their their, their retail inventory because they're worried about the safety of their employees. And, you know, these these kids just attacking these retail shops. So it seems to me that if, if armies like really wanted to do like the responsible thing and showing up and, and, and buying at McDonald's, they should do it in a respectful manner that doesn't like leave the place in like a disaster zone. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we talked about this during our podcast episode. <laughs> I shared some concerns, uh, some <laughs> tweets that I was seeing of army like pulling up and wreaking havoc, <laughs> just, you know, doing their army thing. But we have to also remember that, these are humans that we are going to be interacting with in McDonald's. Um, I've worked in fast food myself. Nobody really wants to be there. It's not a fun job. Mm -hmm. It's a really tough job. It's grueling. Mm -hmm. So the last thing they need is for a bunch of army running in there, like demanding their like army meal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just like, I don't know, blasting music or just being obnoxious. Um, so we definitely should refrain from that. Uh, but I do think that there's some good that at least I've seen trying uh, to get started with this project. I believe it's called um, Share Our Meal. Um, there's an army that are getting together and trying to get local fan bases to donate to um, places in need. So they're getting together to buy meals and to donate these meals for people who need food. Um, so I think that that is a good way that ARMY are trying to mobilize and turn this into something positive. And just in general, like people shouldn't be shitty. 
like, <laughs> I don't, principle. Yeah. Like, I can get I don't, behind that. You know, like, it doesn't matter if you're an army trying to represent BTS or a Christian trying to represent Jesus or whatever. You know how, like, anyway, don't get me distracted on how I feel yeah, about yeah, evangelicals. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> like, be a decent person. It's not because you're representing somebody. It's because don't be a dick. It's a good philosophy to live by. Be polite. Pay people. <laughs> you know, like, be clean. Don't, like, trash people's stuff and places. And, like, yeah, I, I feel like that should be an obvious thing for people. Like, that should not need to be said. That should not have needed to be whatever. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a dick. I, just returning to what Julia's point earlier, though, like, is there something that you think that there's a inherent community motivation to getting into like a pissing contest of like, oh, look how much like BTS merch I've consumed or like how many times I've streamed? Is there something drawing that within the community that, that it feels very uh, competitive or adversarial? I I think. Or is that even a any, thing? Sorry, go ahead. I, I don't. I can't imagine people competing how many times they've streamed something uh or whatever but uh i do think the this never-ending desire to uh beat every record is not healthy because <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that at some point it's not feasible you know what i mean like it's just not and also i don't at some point i don't want to stream dynamite anymore i actually hate that song and it's it's on my spotify top 20 top 100 songs of 2020 like five times because and i'm so bitter about it you know like but like i don't think there's i feel like people tend to be legalistic and you don't need to be legalistic you can enjoy bts however you want whether that's you know illegaling things or like you know buying all the merch. Like I have a stack of merch at the end of my bed that I still haven't opened and that eventually I'll probably just put in a box. And so when I die, my children can sell it and make money <laughs> because <laughs> I just buy things and don't open them. I don't think that's actually a good way to Oh my live. gosh, someone else does that. Thank goodness. <laughs> First of all, it takes like half a year to get here. And by the time it's arrived, I've forgotten about it, you know? And I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, and then second, I keep, I'm supposed to like make unboxing videos but i'm just too lazy to do it so i just like i can't open it without a camera because if a camera hasn't recorded it for content then is it actually did it actually happen it did not so, <laughs> so yeah i feel like this pissing contest is unnecessary and i'm actually not sure how many people participate and if they do i don't want to be their friend <laughs> I guess I would just like to say, like, for the record, I don't mean it in an adversarial or pissing contest kind of way. I think it is motivated by a desire to, like, I mean, Kalea and I have talked about, like, parasocial relationships multiple times, but this desire to feel, like, close to BTS or, like, you're supporting them to the best of your ability um, and just, like... I don't know if consumption is a vehicle for closeness, I, I guess, like... Mm -hmm. um but it, it has kind of become that because i never feel like i'm like oh well so and so mutual streamed five thousand times i'm only at 499 <laughs> 4999 times like i need to beat them it's nothing like that but there is just this pressure like virginia mentioned about like oh well we want to beat last time's goal and 
I've I've also kind of moved away from that in Kalea and I have discussed in the pod in our podcast like you need to support them however you feel inclined and able to do so like you know when I was in grad school for example I had a lot more time to like which is a nuts thing to say actually but I had a lot more of a flexible schedule to like stream things a million times on 15 different devices but if I have a meeting now and it's at noon and the drop is at noon, like it's just not happening until later, you know, but there is some kind of, I don't know, compulsive need to like quantify your support. And I don't think that's going to, that's not healthy. Julie, you should reschedule your meeting. Yeah. That's the only answer. I've seen mutuals on Twitter say that they take a vacation day and like honestly maybe it, maybe I should just do that. Yeah. I <laughs> have not what? scheduled a vacation day for BTS. I, I will say that on the record confidently. That seems I mean, people should be able to do whatever they want. I to guess. each their own. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm not slandering. I'm admiring. I'm not slandering. Oh, that's true. It is yeah. Uh so I'm just gonna read out some comments here from the chat. Stephanie, Stephanie, you, you can, you're welcome to hop up on the stage here if you want. But she writes, capitalism culture equals always be as productive slash consumptive as possible, even in your hobbies. It's not enough to just be yourself, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what Julie was saying about buying the stuff or streaming the content to get closer to BDS is really real. Because I think like, I don't know about y'all, but I still have a lot of like, self-hate from this culture from this capitalist like white supremacist patriarchal culture of like you're never good enough even though i work at google I, my boss is constantly telling me you're not working hard enough my performance review is like never good enough and so i carry a lot of that around and a way to kind of like um get that validation the way that we're conditioned to like get that validation is by like buying stuff or by like attaching our identities to these products like with uh hashtag army mm -hmm. And so I think that's a very strong emotional component of it is like when they succeed, well, like uh, we feel like we're succeeding. Like, yes, yeah. K-pop is taking, BTS is taking over the world. My like affiliation with them was the right choice. I'm winning. Um, and yeah, that's not <laughs> a healthy form of validation, but that's what keeps the money, go the money coming in, the profits coming in. Mm -hmm. An interesting thing, I think, it's been a while since I did like consumer uh, product marketing or PR, but I remember a few years ago, what we were, we were discovering is that for millennials and Gen Z, they look at brands as defining themselves and their identity. And once that happens, you get very tribal and territorial about it. Like, oh, I'm Xbox. <laughs> your, your PlayStation? Whoa, we can't be friends. You know, civil war, right? Like, and everything Xbox does, objectively or not, is, is always better than PlayStation, regardless of like specs or performance. Mm -hmm. Swap the, the Xbox and PlayStation with Democrats and Republicans, and you have the same dynamic. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking between like armies and multi stands, there's this like false dichotomy of like, <laughs> we are rivals. Like, no, we're not rivals. There doesn't need to be any kind of i don't know territorialism tribalism here like we're all here we're all supporting bts um and again everyone has different ways of celebrating their interests like we don't need that yeah and going back to what virginia said like you know it's 
wholly dependent on, on who you are and your background and you know what works for you. You're going to say something, Virginia? Oh, I was just going to say, I have great admiration for multi-stands because how do they have the time and energy and money? <laughs> this is just, that's, that's quite a prodigious memory. Like I, I really enjoy NCT also, but I can't, I cannot keep 23 additional members in my head, right? Like I can barely remember all four of my children's names and their birthdays. Like it's really difficult for me to add more people into my life like this. Well, in, in your so. defense, Virginia, uh, SM Entertainment decided that half the world population is going to be belong to NCT. So that, is, you know, it is kind of hard keeping track of half the global world population. I, I want to call out a, a comment from the chat here. So this comes from Laura, who asks, do you all think we're collectively turning too much in the direction of doing things out of obligation slash for goals instead of for enjoyment? Is there a place for a balance between both motivations? I think that definitely... Yeah, I I think that's true in some sense. Um, true, sometimes true, I wonder true for a balance is what, is what you're saying. Oh, sorry. True that we are trending too much in the direction of doing things out of obligation for goals instead mm-hmm. of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think sometimes for army we care more about getting the goals than BTS do themselves. <laughs> um, I think BTS have <laughs> have stated what goals they want to reach. And I, I definitely think we have helped them get there for some goals, right? Such as like getting number one on Billboard. That was something that they wanted and we did help them achieve that, right? But some goals are not as important, um, but we are still as passionate about reaching them. Um, we were talking about on our podcast, there's some goals of like, hey, getting uh, Nam June is like hottest member of 2021, which is like, <laughs> you know, cute. But I don't know if Nam June really lays in bed at night and is like, damn, I, I didn't win um, for hottest <laughs> member <laughs> of 2021, right? But we want that or we want to win a billboard contest that says that BTS is the best band in the world right now currently, right? not really important but that's something that army wants so that's what army tries to strive for Mm -hmm. i think that it is important to remember though that this could all cease to exist once you step offline and i try to remind myself (laughs) that often that all of these like these streaming goals and whatnot it, it sometimes it's it's not as relevant um if you are just enjoying bts as you want to enjoy BTS, um, that's when it's more fun. When it starts becoming a chore, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's not really any enjoyment in that. But I mean, there's people that do enjoy streaming, right? That's what they want to do. So that's what they spend their time doing. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll if they that. feel there's nothing wrong with that, then, okay, you know, let, <laughs> let them do it. <laughs> let them do it. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think at the risk of like <laughs> losing followers or something, I stream less now than I mm-hmm. did before. Um as army has gotten bigger, which it like to um like an earlier point that was made like any one individual's action makes like no difference at this scale. Um but like when it was like 
2016, I was like, I have to vote for BBMA as social artist 40 times a day. I'm going to log into Twitter 20 times, go on this other account 20 times. I can't forget any day, like set a reminder in my phone every single day. And now I'm like, oh, I like this tweet. Let me retweet it. Or like, let me use this hashtag. I'm a little bit more relaxed. I think because there's so many other army, I've been through that like stream on 15 devices phase. And personally speaking for myself, I'm kind of over that. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm really petty. So, like, I don't care about these things until some other, like, aunties or whatever, like, are, like, really insistent about trying to, like, you know. And then I'm like, well, I didn't care. (laughs) But now I care. I think that's exactly why we move the way we do sometimes. Because we see those aunties on Twitter or whatever social media (laughs) you're using um, that are, like, really loud about if bts has any kind of failures i think we don't want to see bts fail in like any area (laughs) so we do our best to try and overachieve um that's why we set these like super high goals we don't always hit them but we try and give it a shot (laughs) i mean i would like to see some more wardrobe failures so that (laughs) (laughs) you and me both i could barely handle the fake love incident of 2018 so i don't think it's on brand i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay i'm just saying i'm not personally equipped (laughs) julie what what was it like where where did that threshold occur or like how did you cross it or knew that you crossed it where you went from like 15 device every second every day maximum worship output to like okay well if i like it then i'm gonna like it yeah that's a good question i i don't know if i can look to a specific time but um i mean i'm not married but i guess i settled into bts fandom like how people settle into a marriage like i don't really think that they're as an unmarried person right so i have i have no idea right but like they're not going anywhere i'm not going anywhere like i'm here i'm supporting them at first i felt i think it was like external versus just fan like more seriously i think it was feeling like we have nothing. To, the thrill is okay. I see definitely <laughs> the thrill is gone. The thrill is definitely not gone. But I guess um, you know that your significant other is always going to be in your house, and <laughs> they're not going away. I don't know. Um, but no, more seriously, I think I kind of went from a focus on like external validation to just enjoying the content and enjoying other mm. army. So I felt for a long time, for a very long time. I wanted people to know how great BTS were and not that they needed any external validation, particularly in the West, but I wanted that for them. I wanted people to know them, but I guess I feel like over time, just seeing how they've been treated in general, in terms of radio play, in terms of Grammy awards, seeing how people kind of try to co-opt ARMY's collective like action and stuff, like we don't need it. There's nothing that we need to prove that they haven't already Mm. done. And so with that, I was like, who, (laughs) this is maybe a hot take, who really cares if it's the fastest video to 300 bazillion views in 24 hours? Like, we know their staying power. We know their cultural impact. Like, we know what they've done. So why do we need it? We don't. And that's kind of when I chilled out a little bit. And now I'm just streaming on like five devices instead of 15. So. <laughs> <laughs> a measured response, yeah. you know, to be fair. Yeah. 
I would go further and say like all that work that you're doing is like real labor that is making money for Bang PD and for BTS that you're not getting compensated for, mm -hmm. you know? And I think <clears throat> like the whole, it's not just McDonald's that's like not paying their workers well or treating their workers well. It's like the K-pop industry is doing the same thing. I mean, they're, I say it, I don't have any followers, so I can't really lose followers, but like <laughs> BTS and Big Hit are doing the same thing, you know? When we consume their content, especially when we put labor in to like make them more wealthy, right? Like that's contributing to a lot of the like oppressive problems of capitalism. And I would go further, instead of saying like, who cares if they hit their numbers or whatever, it would actually be better for all of us if these like people, like Bang PD, McDonald's, etc., if they were making less money, if they were hoarding less money and less power, and that would actually be better for all of us if we didn't have so much of that being hoarded by just a few companies and a few people around the world. Mm -hmm. Well, Hybe is acquiring all K-pop groups. So if you like K-pop, <laughs> you just like Hybe by definition. No, I, well, actually, I, I mean, realistically, I think that is kind of the approach that they're, they're, they're just falling everything. So, um, yeah, it's certainly a greater concentration of, of resources and, and power. Um, I want to call out just before we lose sight of it, this comment comes from Carol Lee. I'm sorry, girl, if I'm mispronouncing your name, but, uh, they write, in my opinion, I think part of the reason why BTS and McDonald's is more of a question partnership versus idle and food partnerships with restaurant chains in Japan and South Korea is that restaurants there actually pay their employees a living wage versus the U.S. And going to Liz C., who writes, back to the McDonald's question, it's good to remember that it's not actually about deciding if you are morally, quote-unquote, good or, quote-unquote, bad for going to mm -hmm. McDonald's. There is a specific labor action on a specific day with a goal of establishing a living wage. Yeah, I think that's where it gets tricky because, <clears throat> yeah, we do tend to group things into these good, bad binaries. Like, what's the mm -hmm. ethical decision here? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just want to reiterate the, my earlier point of, like, the work of dismantling capitalism or oppression in general is, like, how do we find this type of community? Like, how do we get validated? How do we feel belonging, safety, those types of things? How do we do it in a way that isn't tied to the capitalist institutions, that isn't tied to oppressive institutions and you can't like your purchasing decisions are based in capitalism so your purchasing decisions aren't going to get you there you know a lot of the things that we're conditioned to do and know how to do are coming from a capitalist culture and so they're not gonna they're not gonna help us or the workers get out of this situation yeah i agree with that i i agree when kalea and i were thinking or preparing for this episode we are kind of talking about, you know, like, at least to our knowledge, which, of course, we can't claim to know what's going on in Japan or South Korea necessarily, but it is kind of a U.S. centric issue. But to this person's point, like, it is kind of a U.S. question. And I guess the question I asked earlier was also kind of getting to this, like, good or bad dichotomy, but it depends on so many other factors. I was curious if <clears throat> this is occurring on the 19th and we know that the BTS uh, McDonald's collaboration is occurring on the 26th in the U.S. Is there conflict there if we are supporting them on the 26th 
Um, if we stand in solidarity on the 19th, is that enough? Or do we need to show our support for longer? Because this strike lasts longer than the 19th. I don't know what the actual details are. But if so, are we willing to stand ready <laughs> if it just so happens to last until the 26th to continue to show our support? I think it's a one-day strike. That's what they've always done. So I would assume this one would be the same. Yeah. But that doesn't answer your question. <laughs> Well, I mean, Amr, speaking from your experience, like what what would you advise, you know, being on the, the side of fighting for, you know, higher minimum wage? I mean, <clears throat> this might be like a hot take, but uh, ultimately the labor movement is not a vehicle for like liberation for the McDonald's workers or, or any workers. And the strike, I mean, at best, if they win some kind of wage hike would be nice and it would definitely impact people's lives positively. But in the long term um, and in the like struggle for liberation in general, the the labor movement is very much invested in like making sure we secure our place in capitalism. It's mm. like we're going to go on strike to win a higher wage from our bosses. But then, you know, once they concede to our demand, we'll go back to work and make sure everything runs smoothly. And like that's antithetical, actually, to getting to like dismantling capitalism and like getting out of the situation where we're dependent on these few bosses with all this wealth. And so for me, it's like, honestly, the best thing for us to do, like as a society and for us to do as individuals is start questioning, like, do we actually want to be dependent on bosses at all? Like what would be great? What I'd love to see is either BTS army or McDonald's workers or whoever, you know, coming together and just taking over McDonald's for their own purposes. Like let's, instead of producing these McDonald's products and selling them, let's just straight up give them to people, give the food away, like feed everybody who needs to be fed, right? Get people's needs met without involving a, a monetary transaction at all, right? Um, convert the restaurants in, into, you know, whatever that community actually needs um, instead of getting a, a better wage and then, you know, going back to work. So that's why I think like supporting the strike is great. Like helping the workers out is great. But again, like how do we build relationships, build community in a way that isn't based on capitalist principles at all, where your labor is not owned by somebody else. You're not compensated for it. There's no, you're not dependent on somebody else, like a boss to get your needs met, where we meet our needs, you know, without the intervention of like own bosses or owners or anything like that. Well, I think we have to rewrite society to get there, honestly. <laughs> I don't think that's something yeah. we can do overnight. That, 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 that's that's right. a good hot take. I, I mean, yeah, I, I certainly changed my, my perspective of realizing that, well, we're just carving out our place and then we can buy back in and support mm -hmm. the, the system. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, I don't, I don't know how you get to that point. Like, I, it sounds like great, but also I think... For the, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to assume the viewpoint of any McDonald's workers, but like maybe that first step is not liberating you fully from the chains of capitalism. But if you're getting a living wage for your family um, as a fast food worker or a more equitable wage, then like that might be the tangible first step that you take or you accept. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there is also this other interesting comment from Lizzie who writes, 
So it might be interesting to think about how fans could use this commercial promotion to promote the goal of the $18 increase. Uh, for example, or exemplia gratia, just saying that you support the raise when you go to go into McDee's hashtags with the stuff. Yeah, I see Virginia says that she loves that idea. I think that's great. I think we were talking about like brand identity with millennials and Gen Z, but I'm always so freaked out when I see like, and I mean, okay, I, I'm not immune. I loved seeing Bagel Bites tweet about BTS. Like I found it endlessly amusing, but it is kind <laughs> of weird that all these brands or companies kind of want to co-opt Army, Army's numbers and Army's activity, oh, of course. I guess, on yeah. behalf mm -hmm. of BTS. Like it is weird. Um, I think it's funny, but also when you stop and think about it, it's very strange. So if McDonald's is profiting off of all of our hype and the hype machine, if BTS is profiting, like if we're getting that attention, why not use it for something like that? Like, I think that's great. I love that idea as well. Good way to trend jack. Trend jacking for social good. <laughs> I think that's a really cool idea, but I wonder how many people would actually be on board. I feel like sometimes, it's, well, not sometimes, often, it's hard to get Army to mobilize if it's not directly benefiting BTS in some kind of way, or if mm -hmm. we don't have BTS call us to action. <laughs> it's kind of hard to get us to um, mobilize. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if BTS doesn't specifically say this, or if we don't have some large body of ARMY specifically say, hey, we should be doing this, how many ARMY can we actually get to actually go in on that day that they're going to buy their ARMY meal and say, hey, um, what are you doing about increasing the minimum wage? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> we support this. Also, just thinking about it, like if I'm talking to the cashier, like what are you doing for a minimum wage or like the $18 wage, like the cashier and the person preparing my burgers not, is not unfortunately not the person making that decision anyway. So, right. I yes. mean, yeah. I love that idea. But the more I think about it, I'm like, well, I'm just bothering this person that's trying to create 20,000 chicken nuggets in a day because there's people out the door. But I do think like the, I mean, I personally don't retweet any of these things because my Twitter account is not just a Stan account. I mean, it's like anything, right? If that's something that you think is helpful, then that is one way to do it. You know, I think I do like the trend jacking, I guess, idea of it. Um, and then I think it's also worthy of noting. I think the strike is only for uh, the corporate owned McDonald's. It has it. It doesn't actually affect the private the franchisees, right? right. Like so. No, um, no, it'll be all of it'll be oh, corporate and franchises. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. well, that's good. There's that, very few corp actual corporate stores, like like very very few, six hundred oh, or something okay. out of the like thousand fourteen thousand they have in the U.S. I must have misread the article. It's hard for me to keep like actual numbers in my head. It's like, but yeah. um, but yeah. Go ahead, and just really quick to interject, just because I know like listeners are going to listen to this episode, they're going to be like, "But wait, you forgot to mention." Um, yes, we we do know. So, New York Times they they put up this story, um, essentially covering how uh, McDonald's did acquiesce a bit in granting compensation up to seventeen dollars an hour in some circumstances to incentivize more labor. But that's not a, an effect until like 2024 or something like that right like it's a gradual scaling mm -hmm. and um i mean and i think even like just it's i don't understand how 
I mean, I understand why they have to scale it or why they say they have to scale it, but like, surely if people really wanted it to happen, it would be faster than 2024 or whatever year the, like, cause they kept, I think they were trying to pass in several of the COVID relief bills, right? Like to um, make $15 the minimal or peg it to inflation. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think if there's, three or four states where the minimum wage is actually lower than the federal minimum wage, you know? And it's, mm -hmm. it's astounding, like how people think that that's acceptable. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. If you had tipped workers, like when I was organizing in Kansas, the tipped wage was like $3 something. So a lot of them were making even less than the federal minimum. <laughs> and Sonic workers, believe it or not, were, and a lot of Sonics I organized were considered tipped employees. Really? So we're making less than seven twenty-five. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know that sonic struggle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, damn, you worked there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually, um, I wasn't receiving tips because I was actually the one in the back cooking the food. Mm. <laughs> I was a fry cook. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's still grueling work. Mm -hmm. They definitely deserve a living wage. So maybe we could just go round robin here and just iterate, like what what would you advise like you know someone who feel like they're caught up in this moral dilemma like do i go to mcdonald's or not what would you say to them i would say this is virginia speaking um that mcdonald's has has enough money bts has enough money nothing you do will change whether you buy this mcnugget meal or not will not change how much money bts got from mcdonald's it will not change how much money McDonald's will make. So whatever you decide, it will be okay. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially if you decide not to go. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, I like that. I would I would just say do your research. Um, I cannot make that decision for you. None of us can. If for any number of reasons you don't like the food supply chains, you don't like the climate footprint, you don't eat meat, you have other health concerns, of course, like, a living wage is really important and showing solidarity is important, but you may have any given number of factors that are important to you. So do the calculus for yourself and decide if it's something you want to do and not just for McDonald's. I think for any product collaboration, it's so, so, so easy to get caught up in the literal hype machine, hype machine, whatever. Um, but yeah, just make a decision that's in line with your own values. Yeah, I definitely think that on the 19th, we can show support. Um, I think where the dilemma may come is on the 26th. If you feel like, hey, um, this isn't in line with my morals, you shouldn't feel pressured into having to support it. Um, but if you do feel like, hey, I really want that meal, I'm really feeling a 10-piece nugget right now um, <laughs> with some like Cajun chili sauce or whatever they're giving, you know, then that's up to you. Um, I don't think you should let anyone bully you off the internet for whatever your choice is. And I think if you're feeling like, hey, I don't know how to support BTS in any other way, then pre-order butter. <laughs> <laughs> and the instrumental. You can buy that also four times. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah, I would def I agree with everything that's been said on like what I would advise. If you're interested in like <clears throat> doing 
more direct work in like dismantling capitalism, which is going to include, I mean, as an army and as a lover of the dollar menu myself, um, I'm still very interested in like abolishing the wage system, which means getting rid of McDonald's and getting rid of big hit and BTS. I would say like focus on, yeah, like building those kinds of, um, that type of community of like validation, belonging, safety, like outside of capitalist white supremacist patriarchal values, which is, it's hard work. Probably start with reading might be a good place to start and try to find like-minded people who can work with you on that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you all. This such a, I, I learned a lot and I'm feeling better, you know, about the state of the universe, despite all the fire and brimstone and, um, <laughs> society collapsing and, and global warming and all these other things. But you know, I, I'm at, I'm at peace with how things are right now. And I think the other thing I'm just taking out of just all your words of wisdom is let's be a lot more accepting and tolerant. Uh, I think of all the different ways that armies fans choose to engage in fandom, but namely in capitalism and <laughs> in, in this capitalist model of K-pop. So Hey, we're a K-pop podcast. We're, we're supporting this. This is a big advertisement for the BTS meal. I'm sure like, I, I know you're thinking a listener. I'm talking to you, Sharon. No, actually, we, we said that on one episode. <laughs> and it turns out we actually had a listener whose name was Sharon. And she was like, she felt very called out. So, oh, no. but anyway, like, yeah, I, I, like we're not going to judge you if you go out. And if you're listening to this while the promotions are going on and you buy that, um, BTS McMail or BTS meal, whatever it is, um, then, then, uh, that's totally fine. You should tell us if it's good too. I might get one, but if I don't, I'd like to hear <laughs> yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> I mean, really isn't it just nuggets? It's, it's nuggets literally just sauce, and a Coke. Though, but the, <laughs> but it's literally <laughs> not sauces. The sauces, no, I the sauces are new to the U S Yes, the sauces are new to the U.S., so you could just go in and ask for the sauces. You don't <laughs> just get have the to sauce buy. Go. <laughs> like you literally don't have to buy things. Like, I mean, maybe you, you should know, just you know, you know but like, I really thought they would have like a gochujang sauce or something like Korean inspired. I was really surprised that it wasn't even like there's nothing in the meal that seems related to BTS at all. Yeah, other than their snacks. Ah. <laughs> I, I apologize I apologize I also think it's worth mentioning that McDonald's hasn't re released the full details of what uh, this collab might entail mm, we could true. be getting merch like with the Travis Scott merch I'm not sure if Jay Balvin did but you know they were selling like t-shirts and uh, nugget pillows so <laughs> there could be other things that army may want to participate in so that's also something to consider do I want to give my dollars to that and um, knowing army we love merch and if it's BTS related we're gonna buy it <laughs> so mm -hmm. I feel like unless if it's a whale <laughs> unless if it's that whale that I didn't know I wanted until it sold out like three times a whale that looks like the chicken nugget print <laughs> Oh, <laughs> in the shape of a whale. Yeah, yes. sure. Chicken nugget. A whale nugget. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is Borahe written on the side of it. <laughs> the Plus fourteen ninety nine shipping. That will take five months. <laughs> We're not bitter. Um. But, by the way, I, I just want to say, like, as a PR pro, and looking at what McDonald's has done in the K-pop promotion schedule. It, it's smart that they're they're teasing this and trickling it out 
because they're setting it up so that they can create a new cycle each single time, like a new small detail <laughs> emerges so that they get that much more coverage, that much more hype, that much more anticipation, mm. driving buyer supporters that much crazier that, the, that they just want it that much more. They got to have it. They need it. But I think similar to what you were saying earlier, Amar, about uh, striking to, to buy back in to the capitalist model to, to get more. Uh, if there's anything we can tell, and I want to attribute this to Twitter user CryptidGen, who tweets, I am wishing every overworked, underpaid McDonald's employees a very, quote, unquote, sell this shirt, uh, excuse me, sell this shit on eBay and make bake this evening. And Hell yeah. They're referring to the special crew t-shirts that, that show BTS and McDonald's um, army, or not army, uh, crew uh, t-shirts. So I, I hope oh. those become expensive on eBay and that employees can sell them for a lot. I meant to, I forgot to mention, um, I do think that the one cool thing about this collaboration is that mm. it is Asians with a very American thing. And mm. um, even though BTS is not Asian American, I, I, as an Asian American, I appreciate the fact that a major American brand uh, is collaborating with what people don't necessarily consider a face for America. So I do appreciate that. Um, and uh, it's really difficult to separate out, you know, classism and racism from like capitalism because it's all mm -hmm. a form of white supremacy, right? <laughs> but uh, but the uh, part of me that wants to be visible in America really appreciates that. Yeah. Can't get more American than the Golden Arches. Um, and along with what you were saying earlier, make, uh, Virginia, about being petty and like really buying into it. Like I was right there like when I'm like, yeah, Asian Americans, BTS deserves their time in the spotlight. <laughs> so I was very Milton and petty uh, around that time. Similarly. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, thanks all for, again, for your time. Um, sorry. One last thing. Is there anything that you want to plug, promote? Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your own advertisement for your own thing. Sure. Yeah. If you've had fun uh, listening, feel free to check out our podcast at Girls With Fun. Um, we're on literally every podcast site. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. If you like us, please leave us a review. I feel like I always ask that every time. Um, but yeah, check us out. Support other K-pop creators. Um, this has been so much fun. Um, thank you for organizing. I haven't had a new episode in a while, but uh, I have the Nina Army podcast, and you can hey. find me on all the uh, podcasty places. Uh, and you can I do K-pop reactions, and I try to evangelize to my non-K-pop friends to fall in love with BTS and thus far I'm other than my husband mostly batting 100 but <laughs> I, I'm only keeping my husband because he pays the mortgage and um, so yeah my YouTube channel is uh, Mandarin Mama so check me out there future wife of Sugar Menage a trois. <laughs> okay. I mean whatever works whatever iteration works you have to compete with me Virginia <laughs> <laughs> I am capable of sharing so, however the <laughs> scheduling works out for this person, I will take it. And That's I also fair. like you, Amr, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it would work out. I could see that. Right? <laughs> we could just hang out. No. 
Speaking of hanging out in harems, you can hang out in the K-pop cast Slack, where you can meet all the guests, or I, everyone's welcome, of course. Virginia's hanging through there. You can also talk with uh, the Gee Dragon himself in a K-pop cast Slack. I'll have a link to that in the description of this episode. You can also tweet at us at the K-pop cast and. I think that that's it so we'll, we'll catch you all next week i think we're gonna do a hit replay episode next week we've got some exciting new content to share on that next episode so thank you all for your time and um I'll be following you and, li- and listening to uh, all your content thank you thank, thank you, you. Thank you.